if there's one thing that's for certain in life, Martin Scorsese has some giant conats. I mean, this guy created a movie called The Irishman. And this thing ran three hours and 30 minutes. Like, what kind of sick man would think that he could just come out with a three-hour movie in 30 minutes and someone would just sit and watch it? This guy is really a sick dude. At the same time, The Irishman was amazing. And of course, this guy brought together basically the old school Avengers. He brought Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and the other name is oh Joe Pesci. How could I almost forget Joe Pesci? I mean, these guys are titans when it comes to mostly like mobster movies. But of course, they've done other movies um, together. But this movie was fantastic. And because I don't want to give any spoilers in it, I want to take this review and talk about something different. They went over and they talked about real-life based true story events. Of course, they're talking about this guy named Jimmy Hoffa. Basically, he ran a union, a workers' union. But at the same time, he had mob ties. Shout out my boy Drake. And this guy basically ran with a bad crowd, ran with a crime family. And that's the way that he was able to make lots and lots of moolah cash, a baby before he magically disappeared into the night. Now, that's basically the story on Jimmy Hoffa, the the real um, guy that this movie's based on. But what I want to talk about is something different, realistically. I love how Martin Scorsese, through this movie, was able to talk about the Irishman through the lens of how wild the 60s were. I mean, this time was just wild and just randomly. I think the reason why I really connected to this movie so well is I've been getting into um, different debates. I've been getting into learning about different immigration policies and past presidents and basically just been studying history um, throughout the days. You know, I've been getting into just watching uh, Twitch streamers and YouTubers debate different topics as as well as, you know, different presidents debate different economic policies. And it was so cool how, like, I've been piecing together these things. Uh, So, for instance, in the 60s, I've been learning about past president stuff that's been happening. You know, what were they for? What were they against? And this movie helped kind of just solidify different things that I was learning. And one thing it confirmed for me for sure was the 60s were just the 60s were so wild like like for instance think about this right so Dwight D Eisenhower I think his name was or something like that he's a president in the United States he finishes eight terms and then John F Kennedy takes up the mantle in 1961 John F Kennedy he's a cool guy you know he's all about rights for everybody he starts proposing and building up these bills you know he starts basically getting the initial writings of the civil rights act he starts getting it up And then he gets shot. And the reason why he gets shot (laughs) is pretty is pretty ridiculous. Like, can you imagine a president getting shot? Like, how ridiculously crazy would that sound in the year 2000s? Like, it just makes no sense. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, John F. Kennedy comes from this rich boy family. 
basically, they said he had a lot of mob ties going up to being a president. And the mob basically got him to be a president because they wanted him to handle some business in Cuba. Cuba was messing up the bag. They were trying to make a lot of money in Cuba, the mobsters were. So they're like, yo, my boy, John F. Kennedy, can you help us with this? You're the guy that will help us get him into office and president. Basically, they got a swing state in Chicago to vote for him. They He barely won the election. So realistically, the mob did help out a lot. And then what did he do? He put his brother as the attorney general. His brother starts cracking down on these mobsters. So they're like, okay, this boy John F. Kennedy gots to go. This is one of the big conspiracy theories of how John F. Kennedy died. They said that the mobsters, the mafia, that Tony and his boys got to him. Now, that's ridiculous. Like, people are out here whacking presidents like, whoa, nobody's safe. Call up my boy, John, oh, I said John, Edward Snowden, and uh, I think he's right. Nobody's safe in this in this cold, crazy world. So anyways, John F. Kennedy gets, he gets whacked. He gets destroyed, basically. He gets sent to the shallow robe. Then my boy, uh, the vice president at the time, um, Lyndon B. Johnson, now, Lyndon B. Johnson is the most interesting dude in probably all of history. He's one of the most intriguing presidents. You know, he's the vice president of intriguing presidents because this guy in 1963 was a well-known racist, basically, right? Just, just a well-known racist. He let the N-word fly more than Snoop Dogg, Drizzy Drake, and Lil Wayne all put together. This guy did not give one bag of the F-word. He did not care. He was about that life. But at the same time, during the eight years of him being president, I think it was eight years. It was some amount of years, right? <clears throat> Maybe it was six during the six years of him being president, he basically um, basically got like the most progressive uh, progressive legislation um, signed in like American history. Like it, it's it's ridiculous. His rap sheet of progressive acts that he signed is so crazy. And it's like, how effective was this guy? Like, okay, think about it, right? So you have Martin Luther King and Malcolm X in the 60s, right? So, of course, in 1965, you have the very famous Civil Rights Act, which basically said, yo, can we stop hating on black people? Like, like, can we stop this fake, like, you know, this separation, all these Jim Crow laws that makes black people have to use the busted down train system and, like, you know, white people get all the good stuff. Can we stop the colored wild friends? Let's stop all that. Let's stop sex and race-based discrimination. Then there's the 1964, I think it's the Hart Seller Act, which essentially stops this these holds on immigration from all around the world and basically says, yo, we're accepting people from all around the world, not just these European countries. Matter of fact, we're going to put some restrictions on the European countries. We need good talent from everywhere. Then in like uh, the high 60s, there was the Voters' Rights Act, which helped out black people because people were trying to stop them from voting. Um there was this housing act like that uh, stopped people from not renting their properties to black people. Like essentially all these things that were based in trying to stop black people from building wealth. Lyndon B. Johnson went one by one by one and got rid of him. He appointed the first black Supreme judge and he started putting the FBI that were all about the counterterrorism. They said, yo, can you stop this Ku Klux Klan stuff, please? All this KKK stuff, killing black people, you know, how black people end up missing. That's not good. Let's stop all that. Like, what? Bro, 
Get a liar to catch a liar. Get a racist to get down and busy on the racist, man. And he was still letting N-words fly like he was the director of a Wu-Tang album, man. This guy, Lyndon B. Johnson, had that big Johnson. You you just know that, which is always a head-scratcher for me. Now, I'm not done talking about how wild the 60s were. Remember that Cuban stuff? Remember that John F. Kennedy stuff? Well, basically in 1962, there was the Cuban Mice Missile Crisis. This is crazy, okay? Like, And this is why... It's so hard to have political philosophy differences because basically uh, U.S. is U.S. is um, U.S. is democratic. Right. The whole North America is basically mostly democratic. Right. We have Cuba, which is communist. So, you know what happens because of that? The Soviet Union goes to Cuba and is like, yo, my boy, uh, the U.S., they're building all this weird nuclear stuff in Turkey and all these countries around here. Yo, is it cool? Is it okay if we put a whole missile defense system right up in your land in case U.S. gets crazy? We could use this as a threat. Cuba is like, you know what? Cool, Soviet Union. I'll put these nuclear missiles. Was it nuclear? I can't remember, but I'll put these missiles on my island. So basically, U.S. in the middle of like a Cold War has to worry about Cuba missiles, which is so close to Florida that, like, realistically, could Florida block these missiles from destroying them? So that was happening in the 60s. And then what's so crazy about the 60s and these families is that I started researching into the Kennedys, and I started learning that, like, their father was basically a criminal. Like, he was literally, like, the modern-day uh enron guy for some reason i can't remember his name but the modern day cookier books crazy stock market trader basically in the 1920s this guy got the kennedys rich from insider trading and market manipulation and he was so good at it that at the time frank roosevelt the president said look man the markets are crashing the 30s are very dirty uh basically the whole market's ruined yo my boy john f kennedy can you please be the sec the guy who's regulating the whole market and start to crack down on all the stuff that made you rich of course john f kennedy's like i i guess like i don't want to go to jail or anything so whatever i'm a criminal let me do that and he was the head of the sec like how are you rewarded for a history of crime and this was able to make his family probably so so rich being the head of the SEC. And and that's basically why the Kennedys are as rich as they are. This guy was basically a crooked trader and he continued to get reward for that. Ridiculous. Now, as you can see, this, this rant that I just went on, was just because like in watching the Irishman, like I was already, already like researching all this crazy stuff about the sixties and crazy stuff about the past, because I want to be informed on like, what are the top court decisions that happened that shaped the U S constitution? What are the, What are the top, top um, I guess, legislation that was passed that, you know, helped shape the U.S. today, you know, and just going through the 60s and the craziness that happened, uh, there was just so much like it, it, there, there was literally just so much to go through. And it was just getting so thick and juicy learning about it. it it's so funny because when I was in high school, I c- didn't care anything about history. But then learning about economics and learn you have to learn about politics. You have to learn about the psychology and sociology and how these researchers were conducted. All of a sudden, all this stuff becomes super interesting, which is why 
Martin Scorsese putting together this beautiful film that in an entertaining way talks about a very detailed character-based story on how people lived in this time. Irishman is beautiful because of that. And I think you guys should watch Flight Crew. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are uneducated because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Make sure to like and subscribe. Actually, this is this is an audio podcast. Make sure to share it with your boys and those group chats and we flight crew. We we gotta take off, baby. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. I love you.